Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast, hosted by Holly, Joe, and Jill. The LOP podcast is all about challenging, inspiring, and mobilizing you to live every day on purpose, for purpose. So get ready to join the conversation in three, two, one. Hello, LOP family. So happy to be with you again. Holly, Joe, and Jill here, and we are actually really, really looking forward to this week's episode. It's going to be a little different than normal. It's going to be more of like a host style. And I'm really excited about our topic this week, which is turning pain into power. That's a powerful title. Yes, we all experience pain, right, Jill? Yeah, all all of us in different seasons and to different degrees. Yeah. And I think this is such a powerful topic because um, so much of life in our world wants to run away from pain, wants to hide from pain, wants right. to numb from pain, but we're facing it head on. And we are declaring today that you can turn your pain into power. And we're not talking power, meaning you become the most powerful person over people. We're just talking about finding purpose in your pain, basically. Right, right. right. And yeah. all of us, are we're not exempt from pain. So yeah. it doesn't matter what life you're living, what what your relational status is, whether you have kids or not, whether you're a career person or you're at home with your children, you will face pain. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so I think it's important to dialogue this and talk about pain and what we can do to overcome and create power out of our painful situations. Right. And... Um, thank you so much, Holly Joe, for being willing to share a season of your life that was extremely painful. And as we prepared uh, this episode, you know, we kind of talked about it. And that's why this episode is going to be a little bit more host interview style because Holly Joe's story, I think, is going to speak to so many people who are listening um, that may be walking through unexpected pain. And so, um, Holly Jo, would you share with us just your story of pain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I I grew up in a lot of dysfunction and um, I'm originally from Washington and a lot of generational pain, divorce, um, alcoholism. I, I come from a lot of dysfunction. And so when I moved to Florida uh, almost you know, in 2012, I, in some ways, was running away, not not in a bad sense. I mean, I moved here with purpose and I took a job and was excited right. for the new season. But in a lot of ways, I wanted to live this a different life. Like I, starting I, over. Yeah, starting of. over. I was, you know, a product of divorce. My parents divorced when I was in the fifth grade. And I was a follower of Jesus, not because my parents raised me in church, but because I found the Lord on my own through a youth group. And I saw what a healthy marriage looked like growing up, not growing up in the church, but just finding Jesus in high school at my youth group. And I started to go, man, like divorce doesn't have to be people's stories. Right. You know, even though I had seen it in my own family, I'd seen it in people around me, but it didn't have to be my story. So when I moved to Florida, Working at a Christian university, I was single. I was so excited to step into this ideal marriage of, man, I'm going to marry somebody who loves Jesus. And and so I got married and fell in love and married someone who loved the Lord. And I was married for six years. And um, 
a few years before my divorce happened and the separation of my marriage happened, I started to feel a shift in that relationship. Hmm. And I was so afraid and nervous to communicate to those around me what I was feeling. Hmm. And I think because when you're in it, you don't really recognize what's happening. Totally. Like you're like, it's not as bad as I yes. think. Or it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not as bad as I think. Yeah. And so you, you in some ways, you kind of suppress that pain and you suppress what's happening. Yeah. And you just kind of go, I'm just going to live my life and I'm just going to trust that whatever's happening in this relationship will just work, it's itself, work out. itself out. Yeah. And so I wasn't intentional. And so in right before the world shut down and during that season right when it happened um my um my husband told me that he wanted to divorce and it was the most devastating situation and things to hear from someone you love deeply we just had had a son that year prior he mm-hmm. was only about 9 months old at the time so i'm a new mom we had bought our first home in 2017 and then my marriage was ending and I remember the night that that happened, I felt so sick to my stomach. And immediately I was like, wait, this is, I'm about to just walk into the footsteps of my family. Like it was like this generational um, curse it felt like that now it was knocking on my door and became a reality. And so from that season, you know, from that moment forward, um, obviously, you know, Jill, you were very involved in that season. And I gathered everybody together and I said, okay, we're praying. Here's what's going on. Yeah. I'm going to believe in faith that God is going to restore my marriage and turn a hard heart back to me. Right. And, you know, when I started just kind of, I started thinking about the past six years. What did I do? What didn't I do? Right. What could I have done? And I started fasting and praying. You know, it was like, I think in those moments of pain, you'll do anything. Right. Like right. you get desperate. Yeah. And yeah. I was desperate for my marriage to not end. Right. I was desperate for my family. to, And I was thinking about my sweet little baby who's nine months old. Like, right. no way. We just brought him into this world. Yeah. And, and so I prayed. And I prayed, but God did not answer the prayers that I prayed. Yeah. And really quick, my mind is actually, I have like all these thoughts and questions. Um, One of them, I think, which you just touched on, God didn't answer your prayer. And I think that there are a lot of people that are listening and there's obviously going to be more times in our life where we are asking God or believing God for something. And for whatever reason, the prayer isn't answered. How did you, as a woman of God, person of faith, pastor, like how did you keep proper perspective of God even in those moments? Because it's mm-hmm. obviously easier said than done. Like on the outside, you know, we're being removed from a situation. It's like, well, you choose faith, you trust God and everything. But when you're in the thick of pain, mm-hmm. how how did you do that? How did you steward your relationship with God in that season, even when you felt like he wasn't answering the way that you were asking and believing. Yeah, absolutely. It was so hard to reconcile a really good God, a God of miracles, right. a God of healing, of God of power, but then reconcile this brokenness. Yeah. And I felt like I was checking all the boxes. Yeah. It's like, I'm praying, yeah. I'm fasting, I'm believing. And at first I couldn't reconcile those things. Right. Like 
for a season, I was really angry with God. Yeah. Like in that grief cycle. Yeah. I was angry. And there's still moments where you go, why? Why did that happen? You right. know, and I, and I, I want to say that it's okay to ask the questions why. Right. Like it's okay to not feel like you have to be this pers- pristine, faith-filled person, right. you know, right. like to go, God, why is this happening? Right. So I think for me, at the end of the day, what I had to believe and I had to go, do I really believe in this faith that I'm serving? Right. Because in James, Man. the book of James in the scriptures, it talks about trials yeah. and suffering and that those seasons can actually produce perseverance mm-hmm. and it can cause you to grow into a faith-filled person as you go through suffering. Totally. And so I think for me... You know, what I what I had to realize was that we do live in a fallen, broken world. Totally. And God isn't just a puppet. Right. And so it's like, it's not yeah. like we're just going, oh, God, heal my marriage. Okay, here I go. I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, heal my sick child. Right. Kids die of cancer. Yeah. People's marriages end who, right. who love Jesus. Right. Um, businesses close because of bankruptcy for people who try to steward their finances well. Like right. really bad things happen to really good people. Yeah. And I, what I had to do was separate that God is still on the throne and he still loves me. He has yeah. a plan and purpose for my life, but we live in a fallen, broken world. Right. And and I couldn't, and I, I just had to believe that that this suffering was going to break open something even deeper. And what I want to say about suffering and grief is that it actually started to become my greatest teacher. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we look at the life of Jesus he suffered. We look yeah. at the delight of the disciples. They suffered. They were right. persecuted. And so I think we sometimes I think what the church doesn't do well at is that we we pl- we, we kind of paint this picture of being a follower of Jesus as all of a sudden you have all this power and strength and and right. which all those things are true. true. Right. But you experience suffering. Right. Yep. And 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 I think there's a reason why he's called the suffering servant. Like Jesus yeah. suffered. He yeah. had to be crucified on a cross. Right. And in death, mm-hmm. power was seen three days later, later through the resurrection. Right. So like, do I really believe that in death can come power? Yeah. And that's where I had to go. I had to just come to like a deep resolve in my pain when everything was stripped away from me. Yeah. I let go of my house. I sold it. I sold a lot of furniture. I had to split assets. I moved all of my stuff into a 10 by 10 storage unit. I had to ask for help publicly from our church and family and friends, which felt like an embarrassment at the time. Yeah. I moved in with you into a little room. Our All our, th- our three boys shared a room. Mm-hmm. I mean, and thank the Lord for you and the resources around me. But there was this sense of everything being stripped. Yeah. And God was made so clear. Yeah, that he doesn't so just meet you in the moments of success. He meets you in the depths of sorrow. Yeah. And so Jesus actually became more real to me in those moments. Yeah. Like he like and I watched I watched that like I think, you know, this episode is power or pain into power. But there is that a process to that. And I think like you know, as close friends were like, you know, how's Holly Joe doing in that season? I remember just describing it as she's doing everything that she could possibly do right. Like mm. I watched you walk through this pain in such a healthy way. Like 
you know, like none of us prepare for something like that. And I think, you know, watching as your friend, watching you go through the hard process of healing is like so key. And, you know, even you mentioning, you know, it's okay. So if you're listening to this, like, and you're going through a painful season, it's okay to ask the questions of why it's like, we love the Psalms. And like, that was David, he would Mm. go back and forth with God, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and so I that that's just it's it's so good. And I can definitely as your friend, like testify watching you walk through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, it kind of makes me think that power is framed by the world as having abundance of resources. Like if you think Mm -hmm. of powerful armies, think of like past wars, the most powerful armies were those that had the most men fighting and the most resources. But power that's framed by God actually is defined as surrender and emptying yourself so that God is truly the only source of strength. So say that again, because that's so good. Say it in a statement. That's so good. Power is framed by the world as having an abundance of resources, mm-hmm. but power that's framed by God is defined as true surrender and emptying yourself so that God is the only true source of strength. Yeah. So, 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 so there's this, there's these opposites in effect. Right. It's like the world wants you to be powerful. So that equals be abundant, have resources, but God's going, actually, your true power is found as you surrender and you empty yourself, Yes, which is going to lead us into here are the three thoughts today. So as I've shared my story and I processed my pain and I want to share with you today three thoughts that I believe are going to help you turn your pain into power. Number one, your pain needs time to process unprocessed or suppressed pain is one of the most dangerous things to your life and those around you. You know, what's interesting is that if you do look around, just just take a moment to survey the people in your life, the people you work with, maybe the people that you interact with on a daily basis, there is unprocessed and suppressed pain in all of us. Yeah, yeah. And And it shows. It shows and it bleeds out when it's not processed. And so we live in a very rushed world and we want a microwave culture. We want to go, I want to press the button of 30 seconds and this pain is healed. I want to be able to do, give me the three, two, one, and now I'm good to go, you know? And so so it's really important that you need to give yourself time to process your pain. It's okay. Like for me, I knew that it was going to take years and still is going to be a commitment going forward of making sure that that pain is processed well. And the number one step for me when I was processing my pain was to immediately get into therapy. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what would you say, practically speaking, that looks like? Yep. Practically speaking, it's seeking professional help, slowing down, taking expectations off of yourself in that season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is this, this, there's this hurried ambition that we feel. Specifically, I'm talking to leaders, right? Like I'm yeah. talking to an audience of leaders who want to live life on purpose. Right, right. So this is where ambition can get in the way of healing. Is that man, that's really good. Like we're we're honestly, you you're like, oh, I just experienced a betrayal. Or I found myself in a situation I'm not really proud of. Okay, 
I'm going to be ambitious right. and I want to overcome this because God's going to use it and da, da, da. And it's like, okay, slow down. Yes. Do not let your ambition get ahead of you. Right. Like take time, take expectations off yourself. In that season, I was not operating at the level I was now. Right. Like I had to slow down. I had to adjust my schedule. I had to make seeking professional help the number one most important thing was seeking therapy and spending time with the Lord. Yeah. Outside of that, it was like, I need to make sure my son's diapers changed right i didn't make sure i took a shower right and that i was laughing you know maybe daily for some good medicine but other than that i wasn't trying to build businesses i wasn't trying to even honestly at that time i remember sitting with my pastors and they were like take time for the next year don't worry about building teams and being on the stage like like just take time to heal so your pain needs time to heal number two reframe your pain um i got into a uh like a life coaching cohort during that time if you remember jill Mm -hmm. and it was with um one of my life coaches tracy russell she was amazing and she her myself and two other women from across the country um, who were going through divorces at the time met virtually every single week. Yep, I and, remember it, that. and it was so powerful. And one of the first life coaching sessions we had virtually, she taught us this phrase and it really helped me. She goes, you didn't cause this, you can't control this, and you can't cure this. Hmm. So she's like, I want you to repeat after me. I didn't cause this, I can't control this, and I can't cure this. Now, let me preface this. Whenever something like a divorce happens to you, of course, I'm going to internally reflect on how I could have handled things differently in my marriage. Sure. Of course. Like, sure. I'm going to learn to be better. Right. So as God continues to move my life forward, like, I've learned how I want to operate differently. Right. I take responsibility. But at the same time, it was important for me to reframe my pain. Yeah. And I began to sat, sit with my grief. And I started to tell myself, listen, don't run away from this pain. Mm-hmm. Face it head on. Mm-hmm. Instead of running from my grief and my pain, I started to ask grief the question. I started to ask pain the question. Yeah. What can I learn from you, pain? Yeah, that's so good. How can I get better, better from you, pain? Yeah. So I started to explore deeper levels. And so what happened was not only was I dealing with the, the abandonment and rejection of my divorce, mm-hmm. it just scratched the surf- surface. Yeah. I started realizing in therapy and life coaching that I wasn't just dealing with abandonment in my divorce. I was dealing with deep layers of emotional trauma that I experienced when I was five years old or in fifth grade. Right. So I had to reframe it and go, wow, this wasn't done to me. Yeah. This is this is this was done for me. Right. And I had to reframe that in my mind. Yeah, that's that's so good. And I think. You know, one thing that just that phrase, I didn't cause this, I can't control this, I can't cure this. Um, One of the things that really just stands out to me, because a lot of times, specifically when we experience pain that has happened to us, but really for us, but you know, it's not self-inflicted or a decision that we made like releasing control is such a big thing because when we're in a painful season, we go into like survival mode and we try to control everything around us. And so like, I just, I love that phrase. And I think that's a great, just to reiterate again, for those listening, I didn't cause this. I can't control this. I can't cure this. Yeah. And Um, so your power lies within your ability to reframe. Yeah. And so even, you know, your pain 
the season of pain does not have to be a permanent identity. Yeah. So for, yes. for, for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm divorced. Right. No, I've experienced divorce. Yes. Right. Yes. Like yep. I'm a, I, I, I'm not a single mom. I'm experiencing a season where right. I'm single as totally. a parent. Totally. And so I had to start to reframe that. Now, let me just say this. I'm not perfect. I did not handle this perfect. And still to this day, I have to reframe what's happened to me. Yeah. That's an, it's a daily decision. You have to go back to that. Yeah. So reframing your pain is very crucial. Number three, our last thought today is this. Properly healed pain will become a platform to help and serve others. What really helps people is when we discuss how we've overcome our hardships. Yeah. I think I'm just learning as I get older. I'm approaching legit mid-30s, almost 35. And I think so much of my younger years as a leader, I was so afraid to talk about areas of weakness. Yeah. Because somehow I thought that if I shared an area of struggle or a season of pain, that people will betray me as weak. Yeah. And that's 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 driven by ego. Right. Because all right. that's saying is, oh, I care what you think about me. Right. And yep. the reality is every time I've actually shared about painful seasons, people are like, oh, my gosh, this is so helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Vulnerability always draws out vulnerability. Like yep. when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, like how many conversations have you and I had with, you know, sitting, having coffee with a college student or woman and we start to share parts of our story and they're like, oh, my gosh, like and then it allows them the space exactly. to share their story because they're like it's not only me the devil wants to isolate us to 100 only me i'm only dealing with this yeah, yeah absolutely i think what's important about this thought the properly healed pain is very crucial yes so yes so we all have seen people that are helping serve other people on a platform but their pain is not healed right it's like an open gaping wound totally. and they're, and they're bleeding, bleeding. Yeah. they're just bleeding on everybody and i think this is where i had to come to a place where one i needed to i needed to learn how to forgive yeah i yeah. had to let go and go you know what we're all broken yeah and so i had to come to a place where i had to go i'm going to forgive this person yeah and truly not just say it so i can help people right but believe it yes come to a place of of forgiveness yeah and so it's important that you have to make sure that you're properly healed before it becomes a place of power yeah because if not like we talked about the beginning it will become it'll become suppressed pain right, right. and then 10 years later it'll come out it'll come out it always does yep it yeah. always does yeah. in your parenting yep in you running a business yep and what's interesting is a situation will happen and it will trigger Yep. those emotions yes and then all of a sudden you're overreacting to a situation and you're going why is my why are my emotions way higher than, than what just situation. happened right right and so then you're like wait oh that's a trigger yeah that's an unmet moment of of pain that wasn't healed and if that's you and you're listening and you can relate that's okay. Like yes. that's the purpose of this podcast. Yes. We don't want anybody listening to be like, oh, well, I've done that. No, like when we all have those moments because there's there are things within us that need healing. Yes. And if we find ourselves in a moment, it's good to ask yourself that question. Why am I reacting right. at such a higher level than maybe this situation um, is called for? And and start asking ourselves those questions and reflecting and taking the time to ask ourselves, where might this be an area that I need you know, healing? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, we know this is a sensitive topic today. And so we understand that everybody's on a different journey. And we, we hope that as we share our stories moving forward in LOP, that this will be a place of vulnerability and authenticity where you can find true healing. Yeah. And so just to reframe and to recap our three thoughts today is number one, your pain needs time to process. Number two, reframe your pain. And number three, properly healed pain will become a platform to help and serve others. And before actually we go into the two questions in one challenge, I do want to say one more thing. And I thought about it in the front end when you were sharing your story halls. And I feel like a lot of times this is hindsight. So I'm not saying that you can recognize it in the midst and in the thick of pain. Maybe if you search for it, you can. But a lot of times it's after the fact. But you shared that during this time, your most painful season of life God also, it was amidst the season of him bringing the biggest miracle of your life, JC. And it's like, I feel like God for his people and for his children, he will, if we look for it, there are always miracles in the painful seasons. Mm -hmm. And again, we might not be able to recognize those until later, but I feel like it is a good discipline to when we're going through maybe it's not as heavy as divorce but if we're going through a hard season like searching for the miracles because they're always there so thank you so much holly joe for sharing your story and just being willing to be so vulnerable uh want to wrap up the same way we do every week with our two questions and one challenge question number one what painful situation in your life still needs time to properly heal What painful situation in your life still needs time to properly heal? And question number two, how can you better reframe your pain in this season? How can you better reframe your pain in this season? And our challenge this week is to take a step to process your pain. So Holly Jo gave some really great professional or really great uh Uh, options. So seek professional counseling, take some time to journal, sit with the Lord, uh, allow his presence to comfort you. Take one step this week to process your pain. We love you guys so much. We will talk with you next week. Same time, same place. See you then. Thank you for joining the LOP conversation today. We want to connect with you. So follow us on social media on Instagram and TikTok at LOP Today. You can like, subscribe, or even share. You can also connect with us by emailing hello at LOPtoday.com. Send in topic ideas. Send us questions. Tell us the stories of how you're living on purpose for purpose. We can't wait to continue this LOP conversation with you.